to say. <clears throat> Anybody with a question? <laughs> or anybody want to share what has been learning this? Yeah, maybe I can share something. Yes. Mine, mine. <coughs> As I said, mine is just based on Christ. But Christ like life. Mm-hmm. You know, I've noticed that we Christians, we really don't know how much worth. I, you know, I'm repeating what I said, but yeah. Don't worry. How much worth the name of Christ really holds. No, I was busy reading, but mostly about Paul. And then you see the things that he went through, it shocked me. It, it really shocked me. It was like, you, you know, it's like he said, because he took a, a list and then he actually wrote down, I don't know whether that's, I don't think that's everything. Of course, that's just a few what happened. I was in the pit, I was beaten, I was this. Even by his own people, that's like, wow. And then you look at us, when just, you know, when the devil, yeah, it just, they say, ah, ah. I told you about my friend back home, right? Yeah. She said, because uh, now I understood that she's a born again, and then something happened, and then she started hating God. I was like, wow. But then you look so at the apostle. Yeah. Peter was beaten. Yeah. And he said, I, they were rejoicing. No, no, before that, uh-huh. when they were, oh, yeah, yeah. They were rejoicing. <clears throat> I was like, ah, how can you rejoice? After? Me, I would be like, but God, now, yeah, why rejoicing. is this happening to me? Uh, they were rejoicing <laughs> that they come up being worthy for the name of Christ. I like, you know, yeah, the name of Christ. Because mm. he said, even my <coughs> for my flesh, I can give it up. I don't care. Da. That I can give up for the name of Christ. I was like, wow. We do not know mm-hmm. how much that name is really worth. And the, and the mindset they had. Uh, they had really died to self. That's what it is. That it was no longer about themselves. So, whether they were enjoying comfort, um, it's a different mindset they had. No, they were rejoicing. Other way, <clears throat> but they were beaten and they were put in prison, like Jesus. Mm. It's like wow. Lord, thank you. Even said, I was starving out of the house. <laughs> It's yeah. in the Bible. Yes, I was starving. starving. Yes. I'm like, ah, starving. And now, yeah. For the name of Christ. For, for two days, I don't get my starving. I'm like, ah, ah, God, now, now again, now. You, no. But he said I was starving. No. And then I, because most people, like, we have to be Christians, we are like, cherished. But he said, I was starving. I was like, no. But he starved. And he did not complain. He didn't. For him, it was not, oh God, you're not good, you're not a good God. How can you be good and you're allowing me to starve? Da? Da, the, un- the knowledge of Christ. And, and I guess that's, that's because partly, partly one of the, part of the message that the church has been preaching so much is that if you're a Christian, that means everything must go well with you. No? That's the health and wealth prosperity gospel. That if if you're a Christian then that means automatically everything will go away with you. Nobody will bother you. You know, if if you encounter any problem then maybe you need to check your salvation. It's one of the promises, exactly. Yes. Yeah. In the Bible, if we follow Christ, we will face persecution. No. We will get 100%. We will get everything we have given up, we will get it, plus persecution. 
Yeah, as a bonus. No, it's not just. It's, 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 it must complete. And, and Paul said, we must enter the kingdom through much suffering. And but, but some some people they use they don't like that part because especially the culture we live in today is a hypersensitive culture and super sensitive to any form of pain. We don't want pain. We are living in a culture that doesn't endure pain at all. And and so when if a, if a little thing happens, we cry for human rights. Huh? No, I have a right to eat. I have a right to this. I have a right to that. Yeah. Uh, but then you look at Christ, the Bible say that he was led as a as a as a as a sheep to the slaughter. Yeah. And Christ he was beaten, he was spat on, yet he didn't have any human right to claim on onto. He didn't fight for some human rights. And he didn't have any lawyer to defend him. <laughs> he suffered. And, 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 and it's always impressive to me that Philip could preach the gospel from that passage in uh, Isaiah 53 where it says like a, like, a, like, a, like a bull or is it like a lamb taken to the oh no, somewhere in, I think it's Acts chapter 7 let me read it he says uh, when, when, Simon, when Philip when the Holy Spirit told Philip to go by the wayside so that he will preach to the eunuch. Remember him? Da? He says, Why uh, is Isaiah 53? That is Isaiah 53. Yes. So it says, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its sharer is silent. And as a lamb before its sharer is silent, that's Acts chapter 8, verse 32. As a lamb before its sharer is silent, so he he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. He was humiliated. And in humiliating him, they did not do justice to him. Imagine. I was like, how do you pull off the gospel from this passage? <laughs> but it's, it's powerful. I mean, he had no human rights to fight for. He was treated unjustly. Chapter 8 of Acts. And, uh, so we really have no, we have no reason to complain. And I think I think the word of God told in them richly. I mean, no. the, the gospel the gospel told mm-hmm. in them richly. Unlike yes. us, some of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not yes, that's true. The word of God has not told in us richly. That, that's very true. There. Yeah. These guys were sold out. Yeah, exactly. That's the word. They were sold out. Mm-hmm. And they didn't pick and choose. Yeah. <laughs> like pick and choose. Some people, they pick and choose which scriptures to believe. When they encounter a difficult passage, and then they say, "I think the Lord meant something else," <laughs> <laughs> and then they become philosophical, or they become psychological, or like some people believe that, and it's a shame. Some there are there are, there are 
some churches or some church leaders who think the Bible should be rewritten. Yeah. Some they think, actually some they believe this. Some they say that the Bible is not complete. And the part that is not complete in the Bible, we can get the truth that is not in the Bible, we can get it from books like the Quran, science and other forms of investigation. Philosophy, psychology, they believe this, the scriptures is not complete. It's not perfect. So they want to throw here. They say we can we can actually learn from Islam and science so that we complete what the Bible does not give us. I don't know. What is that? They say the Bible is for old people. Oh. <laughs> it's for old and dead people. <laughs> That's a shame. And it's coming from pastors and so called pastors. But I've been learning this this week. Is again the lesson of God is no respecter of men, and uh, as I shared, was it on Wednesday, Thursday, that God is not the respecter of men. No? And I was reading again in the book of Job, where he was rebuking the rich people. And he says, you know, the rich man he was so respected and all these things. Yet when he died. He went to his place. He went to hell. Now, he has done. He has supposedly done so many good things, and people are celebrating him. But when he died, ah, yeah, the Lord does not does not do the things of all. Oh, you were the you were the our town councillor, so I should be lenient on you. Now, and 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 again, just raising the standard. That now, for me personally, as as a teacher of the scriptures, as someone leading the Bible. Bible studies that I'm doubly accountable that I'm going to give an account to God but unlike just anybody else that is listening I have a, I have to give double accountability that means now if I don't live right if I don't teach the word as I should teach it then I'm, I'm going to receive my due pay that's scary <laughs> that's what the Bible says not everyone should be a teacher because when you are a teacher, you have to say some things that are not popular, that that makes people angry, that make people want to cry, that make people not want to come back again. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to say it for the love of Jesus and for the good of everybody. Yeah. And, and so, and so I, just learning to overcome whatever fear it is that is keeping me from preaching the word as I should afraid that someone may, may be angry or may not want um, da. Uh, wait. Yeah, I have a question. Let's see for instance God pick you to be a teacher, right? And you don't want to be, you just want to be like that and just sit and listen. Oh. Is there a problem? Yes, there's a problem. Oh. <laughs> yes, there's a problem. So you cannot decide. Uh, but if you are a Christian, a Christian demon, you are decide now. Yeah, if the Lord says you must, you are going to teach. Ah, you have to do it. No negotiation. No, maybe he didn't tell you directly. There's no negotiation with the Lord. To say, Lord, okay, at least wait for five years before. For instance, example. You remember the first king of Israel, the first human king of Israel, Saul. Saul tried to hide. 
when the Lord said, this is the one I'm going to put on the throne, this is the one I chose, Saul tried to hide. And the Lord had to go and bring him back. He said, no, my dear friend, you have to come and meet these people. And, and, and also, uh, listening to the, the story of Prophet O'War, he also tried running away, <laughs> changing jobs, <laughs> so that he can run away. Yeah? He said, he said, he thought that he had to negotiate with the Lord and say, Lord, the Lord had to ask him first whether will you go or will you not go, when will you go and how will we go about things, but ah, that's, that's not the case with the Lord. The Lord was already showing him dreams of him in places preaching. I was like, now how can this be now? I thought we are here to discuss on the table. That's all. Nah. If, if the Lord said go, you have to go. Pastor Paul Washer says, when the Lord the Lord commands the ocean, you end here. And it obeys. Nah? He commands the river, you go this way. And it goes. He commands the stars, you, you stay here. And it does. And now he tries to tell you, now he tells you what to do. You say, no Lord, wait. He commands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, we don't want to take some of the because we don't. Huh? Yeah, he will. He must. Yeah. Because you see, um, we don't choose ourselves. Number one, no, but we don't decide to become teachers. No one ever decides to be a teacher. No one ever decides to be a prophet. Such a one will be called a false prophet because whose whose word are you going to prophesy? No one ever chooses themselves to be an evangelist. No? It's not like it's not like here on earth where you can learn to be a scientist if you want. And then if you don't want, you can quit science. And then you go to teaching or you can go into whatever. No, with the Lord, if He gives you that calling, then that's the one that He's put upon you. It says the gifts of God are irrevocable. Yeah, He does not take them back. He calls you to serve, then you must serve. Yes, learning how to be obedient straight away. Yeah. So people end up misusing the gift if it's irrevocable. Yeah, they do. They manipulate the gift. They abuse the authority. They abuse the office. And that's why. Uh, so, so, uh, unless you have the authority to do so you stand up against services like uh, like that's why when 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 king david before he was a king when saul was running after him when saul was running after him to kill him because of jealousy and and david had at two occasions the opportunity to kill him finish him he refused he said no this one has been anointed by the lord and has been chosen by the lord to lead israel i'm not going to touch him <laughs> I'm not going to touch him. No. Yes. What else? Can I show something? Yeah. Yesterday we were we were discussing on the, the just the issue of dressing. No? Yeah. And 
we're looking at the issue of the Lord, what the Lord says to Aaron that when you come before me, you must be dressed properly so that you have dignity and honor. Yeah, some, some Bible says uh, beauty and glory. And, and that's, that's really something to ponder on. No? Because there's nothing that the Lord ever wants for us that's to destroy us. And I mean, what's better than beauty? And, I mean, dignity and honor. And, and yet, the, the, the culture around us is teaching us something else. It wants us to walk around naked. <laughs> it literally, wants us to walk around naked. And yet, the Lord is rebuking. He says, "There is no dignity and honor there. There is no beauty and glory there." And but it's a shame that people from the church are champion. They are the champions of this new trend of uh, <laughs> moral dressing and all these things. Like, and it's, it's all hurts. It hurts. Uh, I said yesterday, for instance, in our class we have Muslim girls. And you can see how they wear their hijab. And and you, I've never seen a, one of the Muslim girls wearing torn trousers. Or, or showing their bellies. Or yet and, and, and sometimes I really felt ashamed. <laughs> I remember one time in class one of our colleagues came in and was having torn torn trousers and all these things. And because it's just torn and you can see the the flesh showing. I felt like just hiding. <laughs> like please please don't look here, just girls please look at look somewhere else. Don't don't look at this uh just forget about what happened here. Just like no one entered, act like no one entered. Because <laughs> there was, was a totally different picture between the one who claims to be Christian, the one who doesn't claim, the one who is not a Christian. And and as Prophet always says, if if a Muslim man is to see, I mean, if you are to minister to a Muslim, I say no, I don't want my child to be dressed like that. That's already a rebuke. <laughs> the church receiving a rebuke from. People who are not worshipping the true God. So, nah. And the Lord loves us. He loves us. He does. When you read scriptures, after you just start smiling and saying, He loves us. He loves us to death. No? He demonstrated the highest the highest demonstration of love to die for another. Ah, do you remember what you wanted to say? Yes. Okay. So I've been reading a lot of Psalms lately and I think most of them were written by David when he was a shepherd boy in the fields and I just think it's very beautiful the way he was like in the in a time of wilderness he was waiting for something but he was just praising the Lord and writing on these psalms and that was actually a very beautiful time so he he must have been very bored when he was spending all those hours with the sheep in the fields but yet he was that was a very beautiful time because he was praising the Lord you, so, you, so no, I was saying he didn't waste the opportunity yeah, he, didn't he didn't waste it. it complaining or feeling bored no 
But it must have been very hard because he was waiting for something and he was just a shepherd boy. But later God rewarded him for his time that he spent in the wilderness. So when we're waiting for something, we shouldn't feel like we're waiting. <laughs> but we should use it to the best of our ability. And just, yeah, and bloom where we're planted, as they say. Yes, bloom, bring forth fruit. Mm. We're studying also the book of Romans, not itself. And uh, oh, it's deep. Jump packed, trying to decipher. And it's so beautiful, very, very beautiful. Uh, I learned new things about the law, and uh, and I still have to go back because he's talking about how the the law of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. And, and a very interesting concept where he talks about uh, how sin rules in our body. Now, he says before he knew Christ, sin was. Sin was, sin, no. He says, he says, before the before the command came, before the law came, he was so to say alive. Uh, yet when the command came, sin sprang to life because the command rebuked his sins, revealed his sins. Spring sin sprang to life, and he died. <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, was it? I've never taken time before to ponder on that. But it's so impressive how he puts it. Uh, how sin slain him, slayed, slayed or slain, had slain him. Had slain him. Da. And through the command, because the command came to rebuke and to set the record straight. Because without the command, there is no knowledge of sin. Da. And how then? sin ruled in his body and how the death of Christ Jesus on the cross came to set us free from sin and death came to give us life and uh, I love when he says that Christ in chapter 8 he says Christ is the sin offering Christ yeah, is the oh, uh-huh. that for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh now. That one is even deeper. Uh, I sent it to one of our friends who was asking me, what does that mean? To live according to the flesh. Does that mean if I want a big house, then it is sin? Does that mean if I want a car, then it is sin? Uh, Then I explained a very long message. What did I explain? I can read it for you. Or I can summarize it for you from what I wrote here. No, no, I you don't have to read it if you. Just oh. it Yes, I wrote it. I, it's a lot. Okay, now what, what is that that is wrong that you said? Okay, so what I told her was this. Uh, allow me please to revisit. Okay, it's here. So I said, 
I wonder, you write the computer or the phone? You write the what now? It is also the phone. It's a matter. That's the reason I decided to use my computer. If, if, if it's not with the computer, I won't type. That's too long now. Hey, Phoenix. Hey, with the phone, yeah. We'll type like that. No, no, I... I'm not no, Felix, Philemon doesn't like long messages. I'm not the type of person But I must begin to send him long messages. So I, I told him. <laughs> so, to desire a car is not evil. In yes. and of itself. Mm-hmm. Huh? To desire a house is not evil in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Huh? But the heart, the motives, the source of the desires will determine whether you are being carnal or spiritual. Why do you want a big house? Why do you want a small house? Why do you want a big car? No? Because Jesus said, in my father's house there are many mansions. That means his father's house is big. <laughs> no, that is very big. And many people will fit there. No? Uh, but why so so to have a big house is not a sin but why you want a big house can be the problem because you can want a big house so that you put in so that you house all the homeless people that and you do it in a very good godly manner not sounding the trumpet and wanting all the attention (laughs) (laughs) yes because uh, like in namibia there was this gentleman He's a businessman. He gave one million dollar to a church as an offering. But now it was not enough for him to just give him the check quietly. He invited the radio, NBC radio, and then the ladies from church they wrote poems about him. And people came to his house to celebrate and to read poems. Ah. And it was live on, tele- on, TV, on, on, on the radio. That's how I found out. <laughs> it was live on the radio. But it was just an offering to the church. One million dollar. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's a lot of money. It's but in the Bible that you should just do it quietly. No, you should do it quietly. Like you, you, you let the children know what you're doing. Yeah, that's the most dangerous part. But now for him, he wants the whole nation to know. Not just the other. Day, no, but everybody, please listen here. Even listen to me. I'm giving one million dollars to the church, so you must remember this, okay? <laughs> must go into the archives. And so I said, it's long, dear friend. <laughs> no, no, I just want to hear the, the, the point where you said you So I said the desires of the flesh. So when the Bible talks about the flesh, it talks about the desires of the flesh. No? Selfishness, sin, gluttony, idolatry, adultery, sexual sin. These are these come about through the desires of the flesh. Oh, you're living already. Oh, you're going to cook. Okay, then let's round up and pray. You cannot live without. So Philemon will continue later. Da? But that's so I just explained to her what, what is the difference between the desires of the flesh and the desires of the the, the desires of uh, of the spirit. Da? And what it means for the for the Holy Spirit to rule your mind. What it means for the for, for sin to rule your mind. Because each and every one of us, our minds are, are ruled either by sin or by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So when the Holy Spirit rules 
then that's life. When sin rules, then that's death. Okay. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for every good and every perfect gift. We thank you, Lord, for tonight. And we thank you, Lord, for the messages we have shared here tonight. We pray, Father, that you continue to speak to us, continue teaching us. Holy Spirit, open our hearts. Thank you for everyone that has come here tonight. Thank you for uh, my beloved Amy. Thank you for Benicia and Christian and uh, Philemon. I pray that you build us, that you strengthen us, that you uh, take us to another level in you. Help us, O Lord, to grow. Father, that we may not be stagnant. Teach us every single day new things, Lord, from your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Salam. Oh, yeah.